Okay, you open. It's your turn. My turn. It's my turn to open, and I'm going to open. Uh, I wish I had something to open. I don't have anything in my room to open uh, except my mouth. Uh, that's my opening. That works. Hi. I didn't How give you, you much to improv off of, but you did it. That was dumb. That was the dumbest thing I've done on this show. I guess. What show is it? I mean, opinions are cheap with Cameron and Chad, goddammit. <laughs> it is. It's fucking us. I I'm Chad, and you're Cameron. I'm Cameron. I am. Yeah. Yes. I, how you doing today on this lovely Thursday? Uh, you know, I I think I started the day off okay, um, and it kind of felt like downhill the rest of the day. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's those little things, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Nothing bad happened, but it's like, hmm. It's one of those things like you like you drop something and you're like. The day is ruined. I mean, I can pick it up. It's fine. But the day is ruined because I dropped the thing. I had one of those days. I'm not going to elaborate, though. That's fair. How about we uh, dislaborate with a little mailbag break? Oh, shit. Do we got reader mail? Yeah. Uh, opinions oh, are fuck cheap yeah. with Cameron and Chad. No, that's not it. The opinions are cheap at gmail.com. Who wrote in uh, to talk to us? I give you five guesses. Uh, it's either going to be Alex, Richard, maybe Couples, whose name I don't actually know. Actually, those are the only ones. Or, or Renoki, whose name is Anthony. I know Okay, his it name. was Alex. Yay, I like Alex. Okay, so um, Alex writes cameron and chad help my brother's cat pesto has learned the power of stair mastery it is causing lots of tension in my household and i wish only for things to go back to the way they were please send advice and a new cat and he sent a picture of his stair cat oh it's a little blurry kitten it's really blurry like it, it looks like someone took the kitten and just smeared it with an eraser. That's how blurry it is. But the funny thing about that is when you said stair mastery, I immediately thought of My Little Pony because the uh, Fluttershy's got the stair master ability where she can look at animals and make them do whatever they want or she wants them to do. Um, I'm not actually going anywhere with that other than that is the word association of the day, apparently. So I want to give some feedback to Alex. Okay. Um, Alex, the picture you sent me was eight times too big. <laughs> I So I, I literally, I had trouble reading this email last night because the way it loaded, half the sentence just trails off the end of the screen and I couldn't get to the mm. text. So I didn't realize that the sentence continued and it didn't make sense. And I just had this blurry photo of exactly one stare and I couldn't tell what I was looking at. Cats are really good with stairs because they'll like wait on them and try to trip you as you walk by. Uh, I I it's do think funny. all cats secretly want us to die, but then they get upset when you don't. If you do die, because then there's no one around to feed you, feed them. Um, God, Ripley was weird this morning. I get home from work and he's like, "Hey, you gotta pay attention to me. You gotta follow me." And I'm like, "Fine. What? Where are we going?" He's like, "We gotta go to the basement." It's like, "Okay, I'll, I bet I bet you need some food." No, he had food in his bowl. 
But he like he wanted me to be in the basement, and I think it's because he took a huge shit and didn't bury it, and it stank really bad down there. I think I think he was just just trying to trick me. That sounds kind of funny. He it is he a might have funny. wanted you to clean it. Like, I think he probably did. Away. I I do his kitty litter every morning. It's not my fault. He decided to just save up three days worth and just do them all in one day. Also, Alex wrote a real question. If you two went to a concert together, which would you want to go to? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I guess my answer is largely whatever is available. I'm, I'm, I'm not too picky about going to concerts, especially if it's with people. Which is a shitty answer because uh, people want to hear like a band name or a group or something. Uh, who would I go? Who would I like to see with Cameron? Like an actual, like any band in the world we could go see. Who would who would we go to? Um, oh, Insane Clown Posse would be a really fun one to go with you. You think so? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen them before. Uh, it's a hoot. It's a really good time. Everybody's really uh, inviting and nice and stoned. You get you get showered in cheap shitty soda. Uh, they actually perform their music really well. A lot of energy. They have a really good stage presence. So they're like a legitimately good live act. Uh, so I think that would actually be pretty fun. Plus, we'd get a wild story because their crowds go bonkers, and I think I think you'd appreciate it uh, just from like a spectacle standpoint of like people dressed in animal costumes trying to crowd surf or like jumping onto the crowd or onto the stage, dumping soda on their heads and then just jumping off the stage. Because that definitely happened when we saw them. Can I dress up like a normal clown with colorful makeup? That would be, be really funny. Clowns? No, no, no. I think I think you could do that. I think that'd be really funny. I legitimately think people would like come up and and talk to you if you did that. Because I wasn't dressed weird at all, and people came up and talked to me about stuff. Like that was definitely one of those concerts where everyone was there to have a good time, and it was like we're gonna make friends today. Like, I talked to so many strangers at that show, uh, and I felt just like it was okay to do. I was like, man, all these people are you know, kind of drugged out and uh, have really bad taste in music. So, like, they're approachable. Well, that's a good answer. The problem is, is they don't tour anymore. Um, I believe one of the two has health issues. So they're kind of, like, done as far as I'm aware. So yeah. it is a definite pie-in-the-sky one. We, we couldn't do that. Uh, I don't know who I'd want to go see with you, like, that's more approachable or more normal. I, w- I would want it to be kind of weird, though. Like, maybe, like, Puddles the Clown... Or, uh... Well, I was gonna suggest Pizza Underground, but I don't think they're touring either. Oh, that'd be a good one. I would I would definitely go see a band like that with you. I think that would be fun. Just, you know, it's like, even if their music sucks, but it's interesting, or they're weird, or there's, there's something... There's some showmanship element, right? Where it's like, yeah, let's go see what that's all about. Uh, any of those concerts that do, like, video game music or anime music might be kind of fun. I think you'd get a bit more out of those than I would, but it would still be a neat uh, thing to do. You know, going to see like uh, Sonic music performed as an orchestra, which I believe you've done, or or Dragon Ball music or whatever, right? Like, I think that could be a good time, and especially if they served, you know, wine or or booze. I I love uh, like sometimes I feel like we're a married couple because it's like. Well, I'd do anything Cameron wants. I just, as long as there's booze, I'd put up with it. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love it. 
Emily, Emily, stop it right now. Stop shipping me and Cameron. She doesn't listen to this show. Only when she's on it. Yay. Which well, is fair. why would she listen to this show? Like that that's a you know, that's a funny thing to me. Our friends, like we have friends that listen to our show, but the yeah, premise of our show it. isn't like educational. It's like small talk about our opinions, which they yeah. get in lieu of being friends with us. This is true. So it's like, why are you doubling down on this? Yeah, Alex. I miss you, Alex. I'm sorry I missed VR chat last week, by the way. My headset oh. was like, nah, I don't feel like working. I don't think anyone made VR chat last night. Not last night, last week, on Sunday. Last Sunday, yeah. No, um, Renoki said he would be there, and he wasn't. Uh, couples and the gang said they would be, but they couldn't make it. Um, and then also, I think Alex's battery was pretty short. We basically did, like, exactly one thing. Oh, and it was fun, but then it's kind of like, well, well, I guess we'll just call it a night. Sure. It was one of those nights, that happens. you know. Yeah. Now, our introduction right now is really on brand because it, it is a uh, it's slice of life conversation. And you were like, hey, maybe we should talk about slice of life shows. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And the great thing about slice of life shows is they're basically what we're doing right now. But you get to sit down and watch them and you get to shut the fuck up. I actually kind of wonder, like, what if there was an anime about podcasters and half of the show was literally just their podcasts? I'm honestly surprised that doesn't exist already. And I bet if I type in anime about podcasts. You know what? Uh, originally, that's what Seinfeld was going to be. Like, each episode would have been a stand-up routine. Oh, that'd be interesting. Like, the, the idea was the things that happen in his life are what inspire the stand-up routine that he does that week. So okay. like, there would be like a plot point where like something happens and it, and he walks away with a funny story to share. And they realized it wasn't working because just watching the thing happen was funnier than him than reiterating it to a crowd. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's like, I understand the premise. I like the hook. It's a stand-up comedian. What's his life like? You know, tie it all together. But in practice, it, it it's like every episode was a you-had-to-be-there story with a canned laughter. I could see them doing that for one episode, and that would be kind of a funny break. I, I imagine they never did. I but, well, No, it, it came up from time to time when it was I mean, now and then used. you'd see him like doing stand-up in the show, and that was usually yeah. fun because it was like at the most a minute to a minute and a half, and it gave you a real like grounded sense of like, oh, this is Jerry's job. Right, like this is how he can afford his apartment, while being you know funny and on brand, right. and like it worked into the episode. Like it was really smartly done when they did do it. It was also, I think you saw that more in season one. I think so. I like Seinfeld. I don't. I I don't have like an encyclopedic knowledge of it, but I think it's a fine show. There are horrible episodes of Seinfeld though, and it is do really funny think- that like. Well, do you think Seinfeld counts as slice of life? I think so. I, I mean, okay, I guess that's an interesting question, right? Because technically, if Seinfeld counts as slice of life, pretty much every sitcom counts as slice of life. Because every sitcom, except with the exception of like MASH, since it is in a war's area, and even then, like, there's not, uh, well, okay, let's not count MASH. Well, but like, the Big Bang Theory is just like these four characters hanging out, right? Or. 
it's always sunny in Philadelphia is kind of like these characters hanging out and getting into shenanigans. Like, at what point, how do you define a slice of life show? And that's a very good question. I think that what makes the slice of life show important is that there's not like a an overall narrative. Okay. In a way, MASH kind of was. Because, like, half the episodes would be them, like, just coping with the situation. Like, there's like, oh, you know, we're going to have a movie night. And it's like, you know, like, scheduling problems. And an emergency happens at the worst possible time. And then, like, one of the characters is just real disappointed because he worked hard. And it's like, wait a minute. If If you took away all the plant, like, backdrop and put it in a Japanese high school but had the exact same thing happen... Would it feel easier to call it slice of life? I, I can see that argument. I do think that the element of the war and then wanting to leave and waiting for the war to end is such a ever present element to mash that it kind of sets it apart from something like Everybody Loves Raymond, where it's just him and his wife and his you know living next to his his uh, mother and father in law. Where that you to know, me is definitely those, like a like slice of had life. Raymond. I'm sorry. Everybody loves Raymond. Usually had a beginning, middle, and end. Like there was kind of a a plot to each episode. Oh sure, but there's like a plot like to a, every episode a of Seinfeld. At the end. Uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe not every episode, but most of them had like yeah, a no, proper right, structure. Right. I would say the only show I can think of off the top of my head where like there was very little episodic structure within the episodes is Lucky Star, and that's because. Lucky Star was a manga that was like a four-panel gag-a-day thing. They turned it into an anime, and so they just stitched a lot of that shit together per episode. And so there's really no... It's a lot of gags, and there's no continuity really between most of them, with the exception of, like, the last couple episodes, which are probably the only good ones, because there's actually, like, a story. Uh, Lucky Star, not a great anime. Very formative. We were all there when it showed up. We all watched it. We all have opinions of it. But going back to that anime, I think it's... I don't think it's very good. It, it is incoherent and boring, and there's just no reason to watch it. And so, like, if we're defining that as slice of life, then I don't like slice of life shows. So then it comes down to how do we define them? Because my immediate re- gut reaction when you said this as a topic was, oh, I like slice of life stuff. And then I went, oh, no, we have to define our terms. There's got to be like a definition. Um, Google, what is slice of life genre defined as within the bounds of this reality, mm-hmm, aka mm-hmm, Earth number 1218? What Earth are we on? 1218 sounds right. Okay. I missed 1217. Uh, Google. So Google says slice of life is a genre centering around normal people and the real drama that arises from everyday life. That's like 90% of sitcoms. Like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Well, they're not normal people, but well, everybody you know loves Raymond. I, I want to say though, uh, uh, this actually kind of defines it. Now this is coming from studiobinder.com, and I don't know. It seems to be some sort of writing website. Okay. But they specify the real drama. And I feel like maybe by maybe by being a comedy that doesn't make it slice of life. Like there can be comedic slice of life, but I think the genre would be comedy. So Seinfeld and uh, Sunny are comedies, 
and then Lucky Star is Slice of Life. Okay. Just, I, do you I would think buy that, that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, I do. And then I, Everybody Loves Raymond isn't funny, but it's trying to be. So that's a comedy. Uh, Bing Bang Theory is also a comedy. So then the question is, like, what are some actual examples of Slice of Life shows that I guess aren't anime? Because I, I definitely, like, associate it with anime. How about MASH? I, I still don't think MASH is a slice of life. I think because of wonder, the war. I, it, it just... <laughs> because it's kind of... It, I see where you're coming from, and I don't think you're wrong. But part of me wants to explore this possibility... Because it's like, again, there's like comedic moments, but also there's sad moments. And it's more like, I feel like half the time you're laughing to kind of deal with how sad the tension was. Like, the tension relief is to laugh. And there are jokes and things built into stuff. But there's also just so many, like, heavy moments or, like, sad moments where you think about, you know, like, somebody misses their wife back home kind of a thing. And yeah. it's like, yeah, you you, you kind of, oh, you don't like him for being a hard ass. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we're, we're all kind of under the same umbrella right now. So here's here's an interesting thing. As I, I just typed in list of slice of life shows. Emphasis on the word shows because the only thing coming up on Google is lists of anime. So right. I guess like this is uh, an anime genre for sure. I, I, it's the only context I ever see it. But I wonder if like. It's the only con. I there's gotta be, there's gotta be like Western slice of life shit. Oh, you know what? Uh, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah, I think that I think that fits. That's kind of that kind of fits. <laughs> I never, I never thought of that, and it's like you know, if we're gonna look at these definitions, it's looking more and more sensical to me. Would you, um, some of the older shows, like, I, I guess, like, Leave it to Beaver and Father Knows Best, they're technically, they're trying to be comedies, right? Like, they are, they, are, they were, they're meant to be those. So they don't, maybe they don't count. Um, I don't know if I've ever really seen a lot of Little House on the Prairie, if I'm being honest. Um, I went to TV Tropes, and they have a section on live-action TV slice of life. They include stuff like Friends and The Andy Griffith Show and Big Bang Theory. Once again, I, I if, if comedy is its own genre, I could see those belonging more to that because that was definitely the intent. I believe all of those have laugh tracks too. Uh, I'm seeing Rugrats show up on a, on a list. I think that might be an interesting answer. Those are so plot driven though. Like they, they usually have like an adventure. I know sure. they're playing pretend half the time, but it's like there's there's like a thing of like it, each episode was like a miniature Indiana Jones adventure, you know? That's fair, yeah. And see, they they even include My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic, and I feel like I, I mm. there are episodes of that show that I would call slice of life, but only ep- like, like the whole show, not at all episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need more wine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm really only getting, like, animes right now. So, TV Tropes also has a category for games. Okay. And I feel like these are a little easier to to consider. Like, they have the obvious Animal Crossing and The Sims. 
Oh yeah. But but interesting en- enough they include the Yakuza games for the there's like slice of life stuff in there. Yeah, in there. Uh Oh, what's that one game um Shenmue? Shenmue oh, has sure. a lot of slice of life qualities to it. Cuz you get like a job and you walk home and <laughs> Even though things happen and there is a bigger plot, it's kind of like the the moment to moment gameplay is really like toned down. So I'm on the TV tropes page too. I think what separates slice of life as a genre from the literal meaning of the phrase, which would encompass nearly all fiction, is the emphasis on the very moment with the intent of focusing the audience on that moment rather than using the moment as a part of a narrative. For example, a a story about a hilarious roommate hijinks may depict the mundane life of roommates, but these mundane events are usually the setups and punchlines of jokes are part of the conflict between the characters, which takes away their slice of lifeness and cements them firmly in the realm of comedy or drama. And then I'm looking at examples here, and they actually went for comic strips, and I think uh, Peanuts is a, an interesting uh, example of that because I, I, I would... I would agree that I think Peanuts, the comic strip, would be a slice of life. Definitely. Because the joke's not always, like, really about the joke, right? Most of them are, 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 there's so many, like, are just observations. And then Garfield is also listed, which I could see being, I, I could I could uh, see that as, as being true as well. Maybe earlier Garfield, yeah. Um, someone put the far side on here. That I don't know if I agree with. No, What? <laughs> Uh, just because I feel like Far Side is very, very much emphasis. Like, no, this is funny. Well, it's also like it's it doesn't represent life. Like half the time, the joke is what you're looking at doesn't make sense. Exactly. Yeah. That, so okay. See, I don't like TV tropes as a website because I feel like I don't I don't want to shame anyone for being a stupid idiot. But I I remember when I went to college. And I remember when I started college, it's like, man, I'm so tired of high school. Finally, I'll be around people that aren't stupid idiots. And then it was just high school, too. And I remember once I was in a communication class and the teacher was explaining concepts like um, there's like there's uh, there's male vocabulary and female vocabulary. And the concept was. Uh, there's, there's like, you think about like a generic, like how would a guy describe something? And it might be more like basic. Like if he says a color, he's going to say blue or red. And if you ask a woman, then she'll say, uh, magenta or scarlet or cranberry. And I think this example came from the professor's like personal life where she was having an argument with her husband about paint. Uh, and she decided to articulate it in the form of like a, a communication lesson in the class and in a way that made sense. But she was like, she like <laughs> explains the concept that she's going for and then asks the class, like, so what are some like, you know, like, so what are some uh, boy colors and what are some girl colors? And somebody said, oh, so a boy color would be like just to say yellow. And then someone else said, and, yeah, and then a girl color would be pink. And it's like, how did you not understand any of this that we just went through? I feel like that entire conversation is somewhat built around stereotypes, so I don't know if I like it. I, I think there's a conversation no. to be had about, you know, like, 
the depth of language and people communicate differently. But like, th- this came up in my writers group where someone's like, um, "I'm writing this scene and I have lots of lots of pronouns going around because I have all these characters talking and it's really hard to like differentiate the characters without just reusing their names a lot or saying like she and her and they." And uh, someone else is like, "Well, you could just describe them by like the hair color, like you know, the one with green hair." Or the one with iridescent orbs, because, you know, eye color. And we all started laughing at that person, because that was fucking stupid. So, you know, I I don't know where I'm going with that, other than to be like, oh yeah, that was stupid that someone said that. I will say with TV tropes, I think it is a useful tool, but it is a tool only, and you have to know uh, how to use it, and when to realize that it's not that useful. Like, yeah, to me, far side is not a slice of life thing, it should not be in here. But when my, they're like, yeah, oh, my problem with music. TV tropes is that it's a useful tool, but it could be more useful. And it's actually sure. held back by stupid idiots that probably don't know the colors. Yeah. Because uh, if you click on music, like a large number of country songs could fit under this trope. And I, I agree with that. There is a lot of country songs about just like living your life and doing mundane things. Now, a lot of them are, are not really real because they're, they're crafted and sung by extremely wealthy people trying to appear like blue collar and poor and, 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 you know, normal with their trucks. And they've probably never actually seen mud. But the gist is still there. They are, you know, there's a lot of country songs that would, would I think, fit in this genre uh, that we're talking about. Which is interesting because I never, I never thought of that until I opened up TV Tropes. So good on you, TV Tropes. You won this one. Yeah. I think we both took some things away from TV tropes today that made us better people. But also, yeah. I, I don't think first side counts. <laughs> no. <the> <laughs> oh, here's an interesting one. I mean, podcasting in general, right? There's so many podcasts that are just about people's daily lives. Like we do this, uh, the comedy button I does, like a lot, almost every podcast I listen to is largely just friends getting together and be like, hey, what happened to you this week? So I think that's interesting. A lot of uh, a lot of YouTube channels would fall under that. Uh, they list Jaden Animations as a web animation that is. I mean, it's basically just shit J- that Jaden has going on in her life. So that's that is true. Uh, I would say there's got to be more examples than that. So yeah, what, what this is this is interesting. I, I've never really considered this genre as anything other than outside of anime. Well, this was half the conversation. I really wanted to talk about shorecore games. Okay, we can do that. We're at half an hour. We have we have full 30 minutes to talk about shorecore games. Tell me about uh, Animal Crossing. I I like Animal Crossing. So I guess Animal we Crossing's all right. Glad space. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was taking a drink when you said that and I was like, shit. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. So uh, it's funny to me because it, it, there's this, uh, I, I don't want to say it's a hypocritical nature, but there's kind of a, a weird oxymoronic nature to a lot of this stuff where it's like, sometimes I want like attention relief. So instead of, you know, saving the universe from an army of undead ghosts, I'd rather like mow a lawn, but it's hot outside. So I pretend mow a pretend lawn. And it's like, in reality, I could spend this time being productive, but instead I'm playing a video game about relaxing. Because apparently playing a video game isn't a relaxing enough hobby. 
Oh wait, so when you say like, chore core games, <laughs> it's ultimate. You don't humanism. mean. <laughs> Yeah, so you're talking not games that are like a chore to play, but but games that basically are mimicking chores. Like, uh, I know there's a big one going around where you like, and it's like Power Wash Simulator. So you, that's you actually wash the things. one I wanted to bring up specifically. I I was playing Power Wash Simulator this weekend, and uh, I just wanted to try it, and it's free on Xbox Pass starting this month. So they, oh, you know what? I'm glad I never bought it. Now I can just try it real quick for free. And I'm playing it, and it's like, there's a real satisfying feeling from cleaning something. Like, you see something covered in mud, and you go, and now it's clean. And it's like, oh, you know, this is neat. But what I found funny was uh, I gave it to my mom. I said, here, you can have a turn. And she's, you know, she was having fun with it, too. It's the same kind of, you know, like, oh, it's satisfying. And then she passed to my dad, and he got so into it. And I think he he lost like an hour. Like he practically like did the whole game. Like he was just like getting real methodical about effectively and efficiently cleaning as much as he could. And it just it really scratched an itch for him where he just like loved it so much. And it just it's a very interesting genre. I also tried lawn mowing simulator. That game sucks ass. Ah. Uh, it Yeah, if I wanted to mow oh, a lawn, man. I could go I, mow I, my I, own lawn. I, I did not finish the, I didn't finish like the tutorial thing where you just test out the mower because the engine kept overheating because it's like so sensitive on the trigger. I could not get it to run at a speed that wouldn't overload the engine or the motor rather. And it's like, it's just a lawnmower. I mean, it's like <laughs> you could just go at lawnmower speed. Why is it doing this? There were so many like little factors and things to consider, and it's like it was so much work to get it to go. It it really like it would be more uh, satisfying to just mow an actual lawn. Like it, there wasn't oh, wow. really enough of a game element to it, and it was just like reality, but with shitty controls. We should see if we can find something like that in VR chat, like where you could mow a lawn or power wash something, and then not have to commit to an actual game. Yeah, I okay. So there's another one. Uh, what's it called? I want to say it's called Unpacked. Bop, 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 bop. No, it's called. I Unpacking. take it you unpack something. What? I take it you like unpack bags or boxes. Like you're moving and you have to unpack your your U-Haul. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it, it it tells the story of like a person's life, and it's basically like okay, your first day. Like, oh, the family moved to a new house, and you're a teenager now, and so it's like your first day in the new house, and here's your bedroom. And you have to fit all your things on shelves, and take them out of boxes, and fit them on the shelves. And then your first day at college, and the dorm room, and like you gotta fit all your stuff here. And it's it's a, it's a kind of funny, because it's set up like a puzzle game, but it's like a very, very easy puzzle game. And... It's sort of like it became stressful because there's too much stuff. And the element of the puzzle is like, where do you fit everything? So it's like there's limited amounts of space and you have a lot of shit. And if this was actually me, I would get two thirds of the way done and say, wow, I have too much shit and throw it away. Because it's like it was so overly cluttered where it wasn't like a practical way to live a life. And it was giving me anxiety. Like. In the weirdest way. I don't know why this game came, like, recommended. I looked it up. It's 9 out of 10 on Steam. And I hate it. A lot it. of these... Like... Uh, it, it is <laughs> weird. 
uh, one of the po- I listen to the Jimquisition podcast now and then for like my video game stuff, even though I don't totally agree with their takes on video games or play most of them. It just it it's familiar because I've been listening to the people on that podcast for many years. So it's like, oh, they're all doing one together. I'll listen to it. And uh, they they try out and play a lot of these kinds of chore core games, I guess as you're calling them. And I would never ever touch any of them. And I know. There's clearly an audience for them because people get really excited. And I think like the games that hide little bits of story to them were like, oh, you're playing as a character's life. And like every time they move, you have to unpack. That to me is a really interesting narrative hook. If you're willing to tell a very specific narrative, because I'm thinking, oh, there's too much stuff that what you don't display, what you don't unpack ends up saying something about you. Does that affect the story? And I'm guessing it doesn't because it sounds like it's not really that that deep of a game. But yeah. there's something there like that's a good germ of an idea. Yeah. You know, if you're like, oh, I have a, I have one bookshelf in my college dorm and I have 30 things I can put on it, but I can only fit 14. The stuff I don't display is going to affect how people see me because I'll have friends over or people that might be my friends. And hey, if I had like my anime figures up, maybe, you know, Sarah would be my friend, but I didn't. So she thought I was uh, not nerdy enough and, and decided to not be my friend. You know, like there's there's a really cool hook there. That I think would probably be difficult to do, but would be worth it if you executed it properly. Now, I haven't played this game, so I don't know if any of that is anywhere near, you know, on the ball, but I, I, get, yeah, I, I mean, get it. The, the narrative kind of comes out because you don't know what's in the boxes until you open the box. So, like, I, I mentioned, like, there's like your first day in college and it's clearly a college dorm. Now, the, mm-hmm. it doesn't tell you that. It just, you kind of infer based on the size of the room and the stuff you're doing. It's like, oh, I see. This is college age. Mm-hmm. There's a part later where it it seems like you moved in with someone else. Like, it's a roommate situation. And I opened one of the boxes, and there was a little thingy. And it's like, what is it? I pulled out another box, and it was a D20. And I realized, like, oh, wait, this is a miniature for D&D. And I, I checked one of the rooms, and there was a shelf with, like, D&D books and miniatures on it. And the miniatures were already there. And it's like, oh, so she met somebody playing D&D in college. And, like, they decided to to um, share rent at, in this house. And it's interesting, like, taking each of these things out of the box and, like, piecing together what she's been up to. Or, like, oh, she's studying biology. Because now there's all these, like, animal books and, and, uh, and books about, like, uh, medical conditions and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I, can, I can see things coming together. Maybe she's going to become a doctor or something. Like, it, there's an element yeah. of that where there is a storytelling in a new and unique way. It's just the gameplay itself wasn't working for me. Sure. I, I like that, though, that, like, games can deliver a narrative in ways that so many things cannot. Because, like, this is this is a really cool idea. And my, my head is spinning to, like, if your choices and what you unpacked actually mattered... Like, you get married, but then maybe you get divorced, and all of a sudden you're, like, in a tiny, shitty apartment, like a cockroach walks by, and you have, like, your tiny box of things, but, like, a full apartment, so you can actually unpack everything. You just don't have stuff anymore because you lost it in the divorce, and it just gets, like, really dark for no reason. But that shit happens, you know? There's your slice of life. Sometimes things suck. Yeah, and that might be interesting to explore. Like, I like the idea. Uh, with Power Wash Simulator, there's not really a story. Like, it tells you that you're running a business, and that's why you're power washing things. But it's like, it's not like you make decisions and manage the business. It's like you just 
unlock new levels because you quote unquote have a new job, you know? Sure. And it's like, I, I like, uh, okay. There's a very, very good one. And I think part of shortcore as a concept is usually like, haha, let's take something mundane and gamify it. Like owning a power washer and you just clean dirty cars. Isn't that funny? Uh, there's this other game called Shipbreaker. Have you seen that? I have not. So Shipbreaker is very cool, but it's totally chorecore. It's uh, it, you work. It, it, what is it? It's like spaceships. It's like spaceship wreckage. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So you're working in a zero gravity environment, and you're trying to cut through. Like, there's like half of a ship left. And it's like, oh, cool, there might be stuff here. So you just cut through it, and you're trying to, like... Oh, you find the engine room, and there's, like, an antimatter reactor or something. So you have to carefully, like, disengage it in a way so that it will gently, like, float towards a little rift thing to catch it. And then you might find, like, a storage thing that's full of space gold or something, so you don't want to lose that, and... And here's just a lot of really good metal. So if you cut it cleanly into big sheets, that's worth more money. And <clears throat> it's like there's a narrative in it where, like, in this future world, you basically have a debt to this company because your life is worth, like, negative dollars or something. So it's like if you make enough money, you get to go home and see your family. Okay. So you're working towards something. But it's not like space pirates show up and attack you and you have a laser gun. Like, none of that ever happens. It's literally just a job of, like, how would you cut this beam so that it doesn't, like, spin too fast? And how do you safely kind of push it out of the way to make room for this other sheet? And it's just, like, a an actual job. But with this sci-fi hook where there's no way to realistically just do this in real life. So that becomes an interesting hook. Yeah. Which is a little more cool than unpacking boxes. My so my immediate thought is is alien, right? Like the the crux yes. of the first alien movie is they are truckers in space and that's their job, but it's and it is taking a mundane thing and making it really interesting. And I am all about that in fiction. I, I love writing stuff like that. I love watching stuff like that. It is it's so it always feels so like gratifying and unique even though it's been done a lot but just the things that you do every day that suck what if they didn't suck what if they were cool but it was still they still sucked because it's still a job and so this is really neat i would want more of a a hook of some kind you know you're, you're salvaging a ship and there's like a monster on it or you you, you hack the computer and there's some political uh thing on it you know there's maybe these are terrorists or or something like I, I tend to take, you know, after once the 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 chore part is kind of uh, worn a little thin, then you introduce the the bigger hook, you know, the the this is why we're here narrative part, and and so to me, there's a balance between those two. I don't, I've, I've never played this game. It looks cool. I don't know if it would hold my attention, but I'm also just probably not the target audience for it. Yeah, and that's another thing too. I wanted to talk to you about it because I was wondering if you even know about this game. I don't, I'm really bad at like paying attention to new video games and then I barely play any of them that come out. I have very specific tastes. Like, I want to play Orcs Must Die. That's about fucking it at the moment. 
<laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, though. Like, that's the thing. You, I feel like you're like a well-adjusted person um, in your like your work-life balance, and you have constructive hobbies and stuff. And it's like I'm listening to like five different video game podcasts, so I can like live vicariously and be aware of games that I don't have time to play. Like I'm I'm way off the deep end into hedonistic moron territory. So it's like when I'm when I talk about the nuances between Power Wash Simulator. And powered dry clean simulator. It's like, is this all going over your head? Is the stupidest conversation you've ever heard? <laughs> no, I I appreciate that. Like you're enthusiastic about it, and I know that you are not the only person that is. Because like I said, I've listened to other gaming podcasts who are like, oh my god, Power Wash Simulator fucking rules. There's a Facebook group I'm a part of uh, for the comedy button, and it's largely. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of game talk on there, and it's a lot of people going, oh, have you guys played Power Wash Simulator? This thing fucking rules. I can't believe how fun this is. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, I would never in a million years play this game, because if I have I have actual chores in my house I can do, and then I'll have a tangible result when I get them done. Like, I can go clean my kitchen. I don't have to, like, pretend to clean a kitchen. So, they're, so they're super the not for me. topic of pretend cleaning... Um, did you ever get into House Flipper? No. Um, th- uh, so this is what really started this whole chore core. Like, th- there's like a gold rush of like, how do we get this mundane chore and make it really fun? Because uh, uh House Flipper is really fun. It's real satisfying to like, y- you get a crummy house. And you basically just completely redecorate it and redo it. Like, there'll be, like, a bad wall. So it's just like, you know, let's just rip down the whole wall. You get a sledgehammer, you bash it in, and then construct a new wall and paint it and decorate it and sell it for a profit. And that's the gameplay loop. And it was really, really popular when it came out. And especially among streamers. It was one of those things where it's just streamer bait of like, you guys have never seen a video game like this. It's just normal things that you should be doing right now to fix your own house. But we're going to have fun doing it and not get any real money out of it. Well, also... What was... Oh, yeah. So, I guess my... I feel like this is way different from Power Wash Simulator. For one, there's like an actual artistic element to this where you can have fun trying to redecorate a thing. Because that... Yes. That takes an eye to do, right? That and, and, it, and it's not something everybody is good at, and this is, like, maybe a good way to practice. Also, redecorating a house is fucking expensive, and selling a house and buying a house fucking sucks. And so, removing all of the paperwork from that and just having, like, oh, hey, by the way, you can destroy this wall, and there's literally no repercussions because you can, you know, reload your save. Versus if I went and destroyed a wall in my own house, that would be an issue, so, like, th- to me, this this makes way more sense as a game than any of the other ones that we've talked about, with the exception of maybe the uh, the spaceship one. And I think that's very true. This is a better gameplay loop, and it became really popular with young people too. Like a lot of kids were doing it, and it's like I remember. I think I heard this story on a podcast the same week that they did a comic about it on Penny Arcade. Where it's like, I can't get my kid to clean up his own room, but they're playing this house flipper game. I don't get it. They, they've cleaned a whole house in the game, and they can't get enough of it. I have to trick them into cleaning the room by telling them it's like house flipper IRL. 
And it's like the, th- there's just like a weird quality where it scratches the part of your brain where it's just like, yeah, this is real good. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good. I wish painting a wall was wall this. Is. Yeah. I wish painting a wall was this easy in real life, but also I'm yeah. kind of surprised they make you go and like get more paint on the roller. Like there's, there's a certain level level of realism that to me is not fun. And I'm surprised that they would put it in the game. Also, I hope that's primer because why would you paint a whole house that fucking shade of beige? But it's like, uh, well, it depends what you're going to decorate. If you're if you're using the wallpaper or the wall paint as your wall color, then no, don't do that. But if you're going to put up enough stuff, the stuff might overtake the wall. That's true. So, like, it, if you're going to like frame a bunch of like movie posters and then have shelves with like movie memorabilia and shit on it. Having that terrible beige could actually bring out the the poppy colors of the posters. You gotta commit ahead of time to uh, do that. I mean, that's that's like that's being pretty brave. Yeah, but I mean, you you know what you're gonna do with your house. So later, this guy puts up a lot of like vines and greenery uh, by this one window, and it's like, wow, it looks really good. And then he turns around, and the whole thing is just this weird beige color. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, finish it. Uh, but yeah, it's, so I I think Chorcore is kind of the slice of life of, uh, anime, of games. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, I agree with that. I think there's something. Okay. People play video games for a lot of different reasons, right? Like, to unwind and to relax, and certain games are going to do that for people. Uh, I know my brother, he loves to play video games, he plays a lot of them. And he, for him, like that is a way to relax, even though there are times where I hear him play and I'm like, there's no way you're relaxing. You are way too mad. But he would still rather do that than uh, any number of things, right? That is just like, that's the thing he likes to do. It's his hobby. I don't think he would ever play a game like this either. Like, But I get why people would. Like, I understand that there is a, a market for this and that this scratches an itch that people have. I just don't particularly have it. I would rather, I don't know. I'd rather watch Jaden Animations, which is you know the, the slice of life of YouTube. Uh, admittedly, watching this is kind of fun. Like I'm curious where where this person's gonna go. Also, this house is so tiny that it upsets me. Like this, yeah, I'm guessing this parts. is like level the, one. Like, like there's parts that are kind of like this is clearly just a level of a video game because this isn't like an actual house. Yeah, but uh, there's been like a lot of mods and expansion packs. I think they came out with like pets DLC where it's like you find a stray cat in the house. And so you have to like help take care of the cat also like it's part of the house where it's like, okay, you clean the cat and you get it like a cat blanket and it has a little cat corner in this corner of the house like as if it just comes with the house and someone buys it. Which is kind of weird, but also like it, if you're playing this just for the fun of decorating, it is kind of fun to have like pets there. Yeah, I feel like, I like the logic goes to, out the window a bit, but they had to put in the uh, outlet, and so there, there's like a level of nitty gritty here that I think is kind of impressive. What's really funny is I, I work in AutoCAD at work, and so I do a 2D top down version of this for my job sometimes and we have like new equipment coming in and I have to figure out how we're going to restructure an apartment to fit it uh, or you know where where walls go up and then and should we put windows in them what kind of walls should we do like 
this is just a 3D version of that, and you, you the mistakes don't cost real money and don't get your boss mad at you. And you know what's funny? Like I, I like to play Space Station 13, but there's like normal servers and then there's like RP servers. And I'll be playing on an mm. RP server where I'm working in cargo. So it's just like it's literally my day job where I'm receiving packages and I'm verifying the contents of the package and I stamp it and I file a copy in this folder here and then I I send this signed copy back and then the, like there's stuff where it's like, wait, why am I doing this with my free time? Like <laughs> after a long day of work. Um, but at the same time, I get enough space money. I can buy a space beer after work. So I go to the space break room for a space beer. And now yeah. it's fantastical and full of whimsy. I actually had to uh, redesign some bathrooms at work. So I'm watching this person design this tiny ass bathroom. Obviously, we didn't need showers. But yeah, and our uh, uh, the second floor of our main building only has two single stall bathrooms. But there's room to make bigger ones and so i was taking the allotted room and trying to figure out okay how many uh stalls can we fit in here and then because it's going to be a multi-bathroom or multi-stalled bathroom i have to make sure i can fit a handicap stall because those have uh parameters and they have you know railings and stuff like that so i had to like i was i spent like a couple hours designing new bathrooms and trying to figure out you know what what we could make work uh with the room we had that would accommodate everybody. And everybody that was like in on this was excited that worked up there because like the wait for the use the bathroom sucks. And so we get this done and we get some contract quotes and it's gonna cost too much money and senior leadership doesn't want to pay for it, so we don't do it. Yay. And that and that's the real real life version of of designing bathrooms like this person is doing right now. Uh you have to pay attention to OSHA rules because you're in a building. You have to you know, have outlets and, and like there, there's lots of rules for electricity and plumbing or that won't work. And, and you, you generally hire someone to do that. You don't know all of those off the top of your head. I sure don't. So you got a plumber come in and they go, oh, we would do it this way. And they're like, okay, well, we need ductwork because it's a bathroom. We have to be able to exhaust this. So you get the ductwork guy in and he gives you a quote. And all of a sudden you're looking at like, I don't know, 90 grand to reduce some bathrooms and no one wants to pay for that. Also, that shower needs a drain. Fucker better and install so there is a drain like a, in that shower. There's a fun relatability quality. I think that's what makes Chorker work. You can kind of get into the mindset of having to do something mundane because everybody does mundane things. But there's also like a sure. fun instant gratification quality to like you paint the wall and it's just magically perfectly even. And it looks right. Yeah. And it didn't cost you $300, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I remember when I was repainting my house before we moved in and like I had to get all the rooms painted and done by a certain date because we were going to have the floors redone. And, you know, coming in after work, putting on music and podcasts and just painting for like hours because it had to be done. And typically you need two coats to make it look good. And a lot of the paint that was used in my house before I moved in was very dark or very like very statementy and it's like shit this is gonna take like at least two coats of primer just to help fucking cover up because some dumbass decided to use a bright ass red or dark ass red paint in the room and so seeing like this person paint a room in like literally 30 seconds it's like oh if it had taken that long that would have been nice oh wow they're decorating yeah, now you know interesting... getting the soap and stuff for the, the I... sink oh. that's kind of cute so you know this is a dumb idea um 
but on the topic of like having fun decorating, I had an idea for a VR chat world where it's like an abandoned food court in a mall where there's like a, there's an empty stall and in the back there's a bunch of like props that you can use to like make your own sign. So oh, that'd it's be like cool. there, there'd be like a sign that just says like on a stick and you can just put that up there and you can go grab like the other sign that says pickles and just like make your own um, food court crappy shop. And it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like I would have fun doing this, but I don't know if anyone else would. So I, I think people would have fun do doing it. that. No, I think I think that's a really neat idea. People would definitely be down for that. I don't understand why I, this house just, is so small in this video game. This is pissing me off now because this isn't a realistic house. No one would spend a lot of money on this unless you were in California, and in which case, never mind. Well, I, this I is don't probably think this realistic is to, to somebody. House. I think this is like it's supposed to be like level one, mm-hmm. and it's it's maybe like partially working as like a tutorial. Like there's parts later where I I think they're still slightly unrealistic, but they're more than one room you know (laughs) like my favorite part about this bathroom is that your knees would hit the shower when you sat on that toilet but realistically i looked at houses that had fucking stupid tiny bathrooms that were set up that way so you know it happens oh but that's my talk i i wanted to share some funny like hey let's take a step back and enjoy the little things kind of media yeah, this is this is fun. I, I'm I'm still watching this video. I'm 12 minutes in, and I'm still commenting on it. So, like, clearly there's something here. Also, motherfucker, you need to put a damn drain in that stupid shower. Why you have hardwood on the floor in the shower? Yeah, it, maybe he not, didn't do the floor gonna, yet. Did he install maybe, that? I thought. I think he did. I think it was tile in there too. Why? Someone fucked up. That's weird. Okay. Uh, whatever. It's also labeled an office, but it's, like, got a fireplace and a couch. Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Well, how about a glad space? How about a glad space? Have I mentioned K-pop at all recently? Not recently, no. It's been a while. Yeah, I've been on a bit of a K-pop kick uh, the last couple weeks and really enjoying um, a couple different groups. Uh, The first one is Dreamcatcher. They put out an album a couple months ago called do, do, Apocalypse colon Save Us. Uh, Dreamcatcher are a little different from the normal K-pop. They have like actual rock elements in their music. Uh, there's a couple songs that are very pop punk inspired. Like there's one that's like, oh, Avril Lavigne could have done this song. Uh, so their new albums, it's got a cool sound. They have like seven members and then the last seven songs, each member gets their own song. And I guess they helped compose it. They helped, you know, they did all the choreography and everything. So, like, there's a, there's an interesting identity to this one that I, I think makes it stand out above a lot of other K-pop music. Um, I've been listening to the new G-Idol album, which came out quite a few months ago now. I don't remember what it's called. G-Idol. It's pretty good. It's only, like, 28 minutes long. Uh, I Never Die is the name of the album. That also has, uh, that has a couple pop-punk elements to it in a few songs. Like, it's... It's definitely like got it once again just like a different sound to it than a lot of of music I associate as Korean pop. Uh, so there's some pretty good stuff there. I would recommend giving that a list. And then Chung Ha is the other one. Uh, her new album came out 
not like a month ago. It's called Bear and Rare Part 1. That one's a little more, uh, I would say, like slower, a little more synth poppy. It has kind of a couple of like cuter songs on it that you'd maybe more associate with the genre. But it's a, it's a really tight eight songs, and there's some pretty good, pretty good tunes on here. Um, so I've been enjoying these three. I I will buy one of them. I don't know which one, but that's been uh, that's been fun. Just kind of listening to different music. That is good. What about you? What what are you glad about? So. I've been kind of glad about um, the new Sea of Thieves update. Tell me about the new Sea of Thieves update. So you can now name your ship. Oh. Oh, I bet people are having fun with that. Yeah. It's like, it's one of the things that I think everybody's been asking for for years. Um, like I, I guess if anyone out there hasn't played Sea of Thieves... It's Pirate Slice of Life, where it's not like you have a mission and there's levels. In fact, there's not even progression. You kind of just, if you had a brand new account, you start off equally equipped as a longtime veteran. And when you boot up the game, you can pick how big you want a ship, and it'll just spawn that one ship, and that's what you use. And Oh, cool. So it's like, yeah, so it's like each session, you kind of start from scratch. And if you've unlocked cosmetics... You can go over and equip them real quick, but it's basically like the ships don't have a personality. The ships aren't a character. It's just like a prop that, you know, magically appears when you need it. And so with this update, you can buy a ship. So it has a big nameplate on it and you can name it. And you can also decorate the inside so you can unlock stuff like pictures and props and stuff. And it just becomes your thing. And there's even a captain's log where it has like all your achievements in it. And other players want to steal that because they can sell it to like a a PvP vendor uh, for credit. And so it's like it adds a level of heart without changing the core gameplay at all. And it's elegantly done. (laughs) Like it didn't upset anybody. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. So that's been fun. Um, But it's like, you know, I, I haven't really gotten into it yet, but it's there. And I'm really looking forward to, like, maybe this weekend I'm going to be playing a lot of Sea of Thieves. So yesterday nice. I bought a big old bottle of rum, and I'm going to open Hell that. Yeah. But then also today, I uh, guess showed up in the mail, but my Sea of Thieves uh, U2s that I pre-ordered, like, months ago, it's a big old Megalodon tearing a ship in half. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a cute little piece. That is and cool. So it's just I like, like that a oh, lot. I got my rum and my little shark, and the big update came out. And it's like you know what? Uh, it, maybe it was a long day, but I kind of I feel good right now. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end this because you know what? It's been it's been a weird week. It's been a long day, but I feel pretty good right now. I enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed my single brandy. I'm only gonna have one tonight. Uh, I'm trying to really like force myself to to not. I like to have two, Cameron, because then you start to feel it really good. It's like, no, 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 one. Mm-hmm. I only need one. It's Thursday. I can have two or three tomorrow, but I only need one tonight. And I've been doing that most of the week, and it feels better. Like, you wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh, I'm not, like, hungover, or I don't feel like I drank a lot last night or drank at all. Like, And non-alcoholics and, and non-functional you know, functional human beings are just like, I don't understand why this is the problem. And it's like, well, you don't fucking live in Wisconsin now, do you, buddy? 
where there's nothing to do and it gets hot and it gets cold and you're sad, you're bored and it's fun. Just shut up. Stop judging me. But I feel pretty good. And it's good. I feel good too. I, I've been enjoying my wine, but I've also not been overdoing it. And you do just feel better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's, uh, let's close out there. I hope everyone out there is having a good week. Yeah. You bastards. Alex, thank you for writing in. Uh, anybody else that wants to write in, do so. I honestly, I'm kind of. I thought the Deathcore episode we did would get some write-ins, just because uh, the fans of that genre have a lot of spicy opinions, and I figure we would have pissed at least one of them off. Uh, I know we don't have a huge listenership though, so maybe we just didn't really get any Deathcore fans to listen. But uh, I guess I'm not disappointed, I but also- maybe I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I, I also wonder sometimes if I make it too hard to find the email address because I don't have it in writing. But the reason I don't have it in writing is that bots can detect that easier. Yeah. So, like, I, I like to bring up on the show once in a while that it's opinionsarecheap at gmail.com. But I also, I don't want to, like, have a a repository where I have to sift through things to find anything legitimate. Yeah, my, um, my main email for my dual software business the video game company like i open that once every couple of days and delete all the spam and that's annoying yeah and i've thought about it's annoying. I, that i've thought about just getting rid of it honestly and making like a, D, a gmail for it because we don't really it, it looks professional to have at dual software.com which is important but i'm kind of sick of paying for it so maybe one day i won't anymore yeah i mean if you're not using it but anyways, I think we're done here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop, but this has been a lot of fun. I wish everybody a good rest of their life. Yeah, good luck. You're gonna need it. Especially if you're staring down the barrel of a gun. I want these next four seconds to be really pleasant. Can you imagine if somebody's like final moments was like, you know, I've had it with this world. I'm I'm finally gonna do it, I'm gonna end it all. But after episode two hundred and thirty seven of opinions are cheap. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was gonna cut what I just said, but it is like so fucking absurd that I think I'll keep it. It's like I, you know, maybe Cameron Chad can turn things around. It's like lawn mowing simulator. No, I'm out. <laughs> Goddamn. All right.